Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 513, coming to you on the 20th of October, 2023. You know, I wish I had a snappy title for this episode. I just don't at this time. Uh, I'll think of it later, I'm sure. Um, let's just call it Strange Bedfellows. How about that? <laughs> Strange Bedfellows. There we go. Let's go with that. Oh, for those of you familiar, that is the uh, context of politics, right? Politics brings about Strange Bedfellows. Now, I'll be the first to admit I'm a bit of a firebrand. Uh, I'm a bit of a... I, I think the term extremist would be used, though I don't necessarily agree with that, only from the standpoint that what I personally believe doesn't necessarily translate into what I think you must do. I don't look to purge people because they disagree with me. I don't hate people because they have an opinion different than myself. That I've never found that to be the case. So we're going to go with that, Strange Bedfellows, for the title. Before we get into the uh, topic du jour, let me remind you, the best way you can help me make a difference is to follow this program. Go to your favorite podcatcher, click the subscribe button, follow. Please help me out here. And for those of you on the social medias, you can join, follow, uh, like, whatever you prefer. I do the uh, Facebook. I've got a page and a group. I also visit Gab and MeWe. And apparently, the uh, evil du jour, uh, Mr. Fuentes, is at Gab. So, oh, better tread lightly there, folks. Any case, um, <laughs> on with the program. Strange bedfellows. You know, I always heard the term when I was a kid. And, you know, I heard the stories about Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan uh, meeting at uh, After Hours for an adult beverage. And people have always reflected that they wish politics was still like that today. Okay. Um, it's true. I have a lot of people that I would consider friendlies, allies, however you might want to phrase it, that don't agree with me on things. And that doesn't bother me. I don't require in order to be friendly to you or an acquaintance or a friend or whatever that you be in complete lockstep with me. Because quite frankly, if I were to do that, I would probably be alone. That's just not a good, efficient way to get things done or to be heard. So I go out of my way to offer grace when I deal with people that don't agree with me. <sighs> Imagine that. Being friendly and even-handed to people that don't agree with you on every little thing. Again, it's lonely. That being said, I have made common cause with people that I don't agree with on other things, but we do agree on this. I will give credit to that, to Ron Paul, only because I remember him many, many times saying, look, I'll work with this guy because we agree on this topic and we're working on this topic. I think that's a good way to do things. And honestly, if you can spend time with people or around people that are predisposed to dislike people that you know don't fit their mold, you break down that barrier. I mean, and if you don't believe me, look at what's been going on on network television, at least since I can remember as a kid, every perversion known to man is thrown up there as perfectly normal and they're actually better than the rest of us. And now they have 
changed a lot of people's opinion for not for the better, I would say, but in some instances, you can make that argument. Again, never been a fan of stoning homosexuals. I think that's generally a bad idea. They need to come to know Jesus. But beyond that, um, as long as they're not parading in front of my children, I don't really care. That's always been my answer. And uh, it's going to stay that way. That being said, strange bedfellows. You're working with people that <clears throat> maybe call each other names in jest, right? Uh, I was at a dinner the other night and uh, we spent a lot of time listening to somebody poke fun at a local Baptist church, you know, and it's in good humor. We laugh. We think it's funny. Um, <clears throat> then you respond with the uh, another term that would be in other circles, a negative uh, jab at uh, Catholics. But if you're smart, you laugh at it because you understand the context, the humor behind it. Certainly not said in anger or somebody trying to be a jerk. If you're going to have fun, you got to be able to have fun at all corners. Again, strange bad follows. You can, you can be from a slightly different version of Christianity and still work on the same things. I've got several good Catholic friends that some are even elected officials. I don't lose sleep over the fact that they are Catholic, nor should I. If you want to argue the finer points of theology with them, have at it. They know I'm a good Protestant. They're a good Catholic. We work together on things we agree on. Boy, I wish they would have learned that in Ireland, but I think that was just an excuse, right? It was an easy way to define or divide the people. And that's always been one of the issues, right? I've listened to several shows over the last couple of weeks, and they talk about the idea that one of the reasons why they had to stir up the pot with the Islamic folks, right? The Muslims out there is because they were starting to realize, hey, uh, they're they're working with those Christians. They're working with other people because they're going after their children. They don't agree. They don't like that. They, in fact, they like that less than, or I should say they dislike that more than they dislike people of other faiths. That's a problem. So we got to stir the pot. I mean, that was the theory. I don't know if I agree with it, but it's certainly something I have observed, right? I've met several good guys that are Muslim or at least profess to be Muslim. And we agree on a whole lot of subjects and I'm willing to work with them on the things we agree on. Why not? Now, I don't want them leading my church. They probably don't want to go to my church. I think they need to meet Jesus and I'm sure they would say the same thing in reverse about me. No harm, no foul. We're agreeing to work on these things. You're not my enemy. You're a good person. I'm a good person. What I mean is when we're working on this object, I'm, we're not talking about eternal destiny here, folks. Just you can be a nice guy. You can treat people fairly. You can agree to disagree on a ton of subjects, but we're working on this project here. Now I know there are purists out there. And I got to be honest, probably 10 years ago, I would have been right there with you. Certainly 20 years ago. But the reality is, there is no clear majority in the United States anymore. Maybe it was done on purpose. Maybe it's happenstance. I don't know. I wasn't there. There are people that believe it all started in 1965. Okay, maybe you're right. But I can't undo or unring that bell. I have to deal with what is right here and right now. That means I have to make common cause with people that we agree with on these issues and fight the good fight and fix the problem. That also means I have to be willing to work with people that 
aren't as hardcore as I am. They don't, they don't respect rights the same way I do because they're in positions of authority or power and they could help the cause. They shouldn't be seen as enemies. They should be maybe questioned, maybe handled with care, right? You don't put all your eggs in that basket, but when it makes sense, there's no shame. There's no fault in doing that. You work with the people that help you out. You get the stuff done that you want to get done. You shouldn't compromise your principles. You shouldn't sell yourself or your team out. But there's no shame in working with somebody that's willing to put aside the differences to get this thing done. Whatever that thing is. And it really shouldn't matter unless, of course, you're violating your principles. Now, if your principles require that you never work with somebody that doesn't agree with you 100%, okay, well, you're just never going to be happy. I get it. And you can be angry with me too. That's okay. I'm a big boy. I'll take it. You have to be willing to accept that there is no uniformity in the world. There are various shades of different versions of what we would call conservatives, Christians, freedom lovers, liberty lovers, liberty advocates, whatever you want to call us, there are various shades now it's quite clear we can we can see when they drift drift past being just a moderate, right? They become a progressive, a leftist. Okay, fine. There are a few things on rare occasion that we might actually agree with somebody left of the center. And if they're willing to swallow their own pride and come work with us, why would we kick them in the teeth? Why wouldn't we want to take that time and show them what we are made of, who we are and what we want? There's been an assault on the American culture for decades Then anybody that doesn't want to spend government money on this, that, or the other thing means that they hate them, that they fear them. They want to run them into the ground. Clearly, that's not the case. And you're never, ever going to be able to prove that out unless you're willing to swallow your pride and work with these people, whoever they may be. And, and I realize it's a fine line here, right? I don't want you to violate your principles. I won't violate my principles. I wouldn't expect anybody else to violate their principles. But at what point is it a principle versus a preference? At what point do you say, well, I wouldn't prefer to do that, but I'm not adamantly opposed to do that. That's something you have to decide for yourself. I can't answer that question for you. I don't know. But what I can tell you is if somebody doesn't like a candidate that I like or vice versa, but we agree on a ton of other stuff. Why in the world would I not be willing to work with that person? Why in the world would I not be willing to say, hey, okay, we're just going to agree to disagree on this, this, and this topic, but we're going to work on all these other things. Now, the sad thing is you do open yourself up for disappointment. You you could be portrayed or portrayed, betrayed if you do that. Yes, that does exist. But if you never trust anybody, you never get anything done. If you're, if you're going to work with a plurality to get a majority, that requires that you have to be willing to bury the hatchet, so to speak, to set aside minor differences, or, or they may even be major differences, but again, not asking you to violate your principles, but just realize that that person too has to make a sacrifice. They have to step outside of their bubble. They have to be willing to work with somebody that they don't necessarily agree with. And again, I'm going to rehash this one more time. I am 
the 95 percenter. I am the 98 percenter, whatever you want to call me. I walk into most rooms and I am the edge of that room. I know this. It doesn't bother me, but I'm willing to work with people that are 55 percenters. They're 60 percenters. They're 70 percenters. They're 85 percenters. I'm willing to work with any of them to a specific goal that we agree on. And that's a bigger step or bigger leap for me than it is at somebody that's an 85. And I don't understand why the folks that are 85s or even 90s don't grasp that. That I'm willing to swallow my pride, my preference to work to get certain things done. I, I don't hold it in their face. I don't abuse them. I mean, I've have private conversations and you'll know it. I'm not mentioning anybody's name. I'm not bringing up any specific topic because that's not the point. The point is you have to be willing to work with people. Now we, we talk about the spirit of compromise and yes, that, that is kind of a bad word these days, mostly because of the things we've compromised on. We've compromised on things that we ought not have compromised on. We we've over compromised. We've given away too much. I'll be the first to state that categorically. But again, those were principles. Those were important things on this other stuff, on process, on getting things accomplished, working towards a goal. If I can work with somebody and they are willing to work with me, why wouldn't I? It's just extremely frustrating. And again, going back to the idea that, yeah, you're going to end up with strange bedfellows. I mean, I have good libertarian. Let's, I would even maybe say voluntarist friends. I respect the heck out of them. They, they work on being consistent. They, they stand and fight the good fight. Now, there's things we're not going to agree on, but I trust them. I trust them to the point that I tell them things that I didn't have to share. And I, and I want them to be willing to trust me and work with me on other things. As a liberty advocate, you're going to run up across people that actually are more open to different liberty things than you are. That's okay. I also have some very strong conservative Christian people that I know and respect and like, and we don't agree on a couple of things that are minor compared to the greater goal. And we set aside, hey, no, let's work on this. Let's do this. And it's no different than the Catholic Protestant divide. And if I knew any uh, good Orthodox people out there, I'd be happy to do that with them too. They exist. They're out there. But if you're always kicking people to the curb that disagree with you on 5% of the things, you're never, ever going to get anything done. So I bring some of this up and, and, I, and I make this point kind of as a long intro, if you will. I went to go see... Um, the mayor of Plano. Now I know there are probably some of my listeners that have no idea who that is and don't care. He's kind of a big wheel here in Collin County. His name's John Munns. I don't know the guy personally. I met him. I know, whatever. I'm sure he's forgotten me already. That's okay. Uh, he has a reputation of being a moderate at the very least. Uh, someone say he's a left Republican. Okay. Some would say he's not a real Republican. Okay. Some, some would call him Rhino. Okay. My thing is, is he's the mayor of Plano. And if you live in Plano, if you show up and you 
mistreat the guy and you bash him and you treat him like trash, what do you expect to happen? Do you think he's going to listen to anything you want to communicate to him? Now, I'm going to be honest. We have a similar situation here in my hometown. But unlike the mayor in my hometown, this guy actually had a nice cordial conversation with people that were clearly not his biggest fans. People that are definitely more right than he is, but they were respectful. They had a decent conversation. And again, I can't speak to the veracity of everything he said. I'm not looking to critique every little thing he said, but he had an even-handed presentation. He was friendly. He was, you know, gracious and he was treated with respect and he behaved respectfully. I mean, that's the bare minimum you would expect out of any elected official, yet many people I know and I trust would paint him as a terrible guy. I don't know that that's fair. Maybe it is. Maybe they know better than I do. Maybe he was putting on a big show. I don't know. But I got to say, I talked to at least one person after the fact and says, yeah, you know, um, we're, we're not going to agree on these things, but you know, he does treat me fairly. He will hear me out. Well, again, this is a bare minimum thing. Strange bedfellows comes to mind because clearly he's not, quote, one of us. I don't necessarily expect that he would be, but if he's willing to hear you out and give you some, you know, positive or at least interesting feedback, that's a, that's a net positive. I can honestly say I don't have that relationship in my city. Now, I'll own 50% of it. I will. There's there's plenty of other people I know that don't have the reputation or haven't had the interactions that I have that are not enamored with that situation, meaning my mayor. But the reality is somebody's got to be talking to him. Somebody's got to be able to have an adult conversation with him. Somebody's got to be able to have a respectful conversation where they disagree. I'm not that guy in this instance, but I saw several guys last night that are that guy with the mayor in Plano. I think that's important. I think it's something we need to be able to do. But if all we're going to do is run around and trash talk or be rude, right? Nobody's going to listen. No, they're still going to dismiss you maybe or may, or maybe they're going to write you off or or maybe they're not going to do what you want them to do but if you can have an adult conversation and you can at least be cordial to each other i mean that's a giant step forward but again this is a very low bar we're setting here isn't it but that's that's the nature of where we are and it's sad it's disappointing but that's where we're at we can do better we ought to do better the opportunity is there If you're going to lead, you have to lead with your hand out. If you're going to lead, you have to be willing to listen to your detractors. If you're going to lead, you have to be willing to embrace those that are on your team, even when you don't always 100% agree. Again, you got to be willing to work with people all the time. I think they may even call it diplomacy. Just saying. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. It is a happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll be back next week. Until then, I'll see you on the other side.